0: Hey everybody! You're listening to Ryan and Mike from the stands. This is Ryan McCumber along with Mike Sterner. So this is going to be this episode's only to talk basketball because there's really nothing to talk about with football. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, MSU wins two out of three this last week. All three games against teams that are that were ranked last week or are ranked this week. Uh, I said before, if they went 2 and one it's probably a successful week. Uh, they wind up beating Mar- – they, they wind up blasting Maryland at home. And they wound up really, I guess, blasting Iowa. Dominating them in the second and, half. Especially. In the second half. Uh, and getting dominated by Purdue in the first half. And, and then, then, making then it coming back and wind up – yeah, and then wind up coming back to lose. Uh but, uh, yeah, so I think MSU overall had a pretty successful week. They have only lost one conference game. And we went to the game on Sunday at Purdue, and that place was loud. I was extremely impressed. Very nice atmosphere, yeah. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, we saw a loss. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if they, if I, what they showed me is that once they get down, I mean, they've done this before, that They're that they're going to punch back.
1: Yep. They, I mean, they were
0: down by twenty three at one point and They cut the lead to
1: four, four points. Four was the lowest it got, which is pretty solid. I mean, there was a it was twenty three in the second half. It's not like they it was in the I think there was like sixteen minutes left when they were down twenty three, which is makes it even more impressive. But ultimately I think we saw at the end it was just fatigue and Tom Izzo kinda Mentioned that he he fouled no gel. He made the decision to foul Eastern down the stretch, and it's a it's a strategy that made sense because Eastern just isn't a good free throw shooter. But uh, it didn't end up working out in the end because he hit his shots, and that's just kind of the day MSU was having. Purdue him to hit every big shot they needed to hit to to secure the win.
0: Yeah, I, at the time I was I, I I wasn't that surprised that they did it because I knew Easter was a bad free throw shooter. So I, I I know you weren't happy about it at the time, but once you once you you kind of understood once especially once Izo talked about it, then like hey we didn't have any legs left. So yeah, that's what I, I
1: figured remember. he was doing and. It makes sense. I mean, and ultimately, you can only be so upset. I mean, the team, they went 2-1 and one against three ranked teams. They went halfway through this conference schedule of, of 20 games. First time the Big Ten has had 20 conference games, and they, they only have one loss. And they still have the lead in the, the conference. Uh, I know Michigan plays Ohio State on Tuesday. They have the outright lead right now, pending that result of that game. So, you can only be so upset about it. Um, Cassius Winston had another really impressive performance. I thought I thought he outplayed Carson Edwards in that game, and I think those two are the top two candidates for Big Ten Player of the Year. And I think he's separating himself more and more as time goes on. He didn't have a good first half at all. No, he was terrible. And then he comes out, and even really the early part of the second half, he it was really after he missed those three free throws in a row, I think it was, and then you had the Purdue students chanting "Overrated" at him. He he just went off from then on, and he almost he almost notched a triple double. I believe he led the team. He had rebounds. seven
0: assists, eight rebounds, and like twenty four points. I
1: think really impressive game from Cassius, but uh, it it didn't it came up short, and I think this game kind of proved that. You want Josh Lankford in the lineup if you can have him because he, he, he I think more than anything, what we're seeing is we're seeing Cassius Winston is playing too many minutes. He, he was exhausted at the end of that Purdue game. Uh, and you, you want him to be on the floor as much as you can get him to be out there, but you don't want him to be dying at the end of games because it's when you want him, you know, and especially come March against teams that will be play, playing close games against you want him in those moments to be at his best. So, Having Josh Lankford does a lot of things. One, it adds a shooter who might have been able to hit the open shots MSU missed in that game. In the it first half, add, especially. It's Yep. It's a veteran presence with Josh Lankford. It's one thing to have him on the sidelines, which is great, because he adds a great he, – he, just being – his presence is really good for this team. But being on the court is a whole other dimension. And then the probably the biggest thing is when he's on the court, you can take Cassius Winston out and you can put – Matt McQuaid at the point and really be successful with that. Because I think you and I were, you and I were talking about this when we were in West Lafayette and on the way back, Foster lawyer just is not at that level where he, he can feel comfortable putting him in and him and saying, okay, Cassius, you can sit down for a good five, six minutes here. And Foster's not going to be a huge drop off. He's just not at that level yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's not, and unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be there at all this year. Yeah, but he, uh, I you you really need you definitely do need to Langford back at some point because you you like you said you got to give Winston some rest and he played the entire second half. and I think he came out for like maybe a minute in the first half and they brought yeah, Moyer in. Yeah,
1: ninety seconds maximum. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's I mean they they didn't have RMs up either um yeah Sunday. that's another
1: one I I think that was the really the most precautionary thing, the most glaring thing to me in that game though is we got dominated on the glass I think we lost by like nine rebounds and that's yeah happen. first half
0: was really bad too
1: yeah and that doesn't happen to Tom Izzo teams and I said this you know when we were walking out of the stadium I said well you watch Izzo the first thing he's gonna say is you cannot lose the rebound battle like that and that's exactly what he said. And he really torched his bigs. He said he said uh, something about Winston and I can't remember who the other guy was getting rest, well-deserved rest. But he said, my bigs will not be getting any rest, don't you worry.
0: <laughs> yeah, he said the guard, the, the two guard, McQuaid and him
1: Okay, yeah, McQuaid, would, be, get, would but, be getting rest. But the bigs would not – because it was really not – it's really been – Nick Ward had like th- a stretch of the last four games. Iowa was pretty decent, but the last f- Maryland was awful, and then Purdue was not that good. So that is a little bit concerning. Moving forward, you want a really good good Nick Ward, especially with Langford out. But I think he'll put it together. And then Tillman really had an awful game against Purdue. I thought th- I thought that might have been his worst game of the year. Goins probably was the best of the three, which is not saying much. Dude. No, he
0: didn't have a good game either.
1: <laughs> so when all the bigs are playing poorly, you know, you're probably going to lose games in tough environments like that. You yeah, might you, you get you get anything out of any of the big men, you probably win that game. Because yep.
0: Carson Edwards only had 14 points. Yep.
1: Matt McQuaid really absolutely should. and. Fourteen points for a lot of people is a really good day, but not for Carson Edwards. That guy is a, like a 25-point-per-game scorer. And that's – I think we've I think McQuaid held him to roughly 12 points a game between the 12. two games. Yeah, he had 11 in the first game. Yeah, so around 12, a little over 12, which is really good, really good defense for McQuaid. But you're not going to win very many games where all three bigs – well, I think you could win – all against some of the lower teams in the conference, but where all three bigs on the road in a tough environment are not good.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just not going to happen.
1: Another comment Izzo made was about how his freshmen could have used diapers out there, and the freshmen were really bad as well. Aaron Henry, probably his worst game so far. Gabe Brown, probably his worst game so far. He, had a lot, he
0: missed three wide open three pointers.
1: Yep. And then I think he missed like a lay in or something. I know Aaron Henry missed a dunk because I kept pointing yeah. that out. Uh, this really, and then a lot of missed free throws. And even Cassius joined that party. Yeah, his free
0: throw. Yeah, has missed like, I think, four free throws yesterday. Yeah, he missed four of them. Yep.
1: Three which in is a pretty row
0: unchar- unchar- yeah, uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. Yeah. And- uh,
1: but I think we talked about as well. I don't think I I won't say they deserved like they deserved a loss right now because they've been playing well for much of. This. I think it was just time to experience a loss. You went through such a you went through such a long stretch of tough games, and then especially in a week where you you jam pack three games in one week, you're just not gonna you're not gonna win every game in this conference and. I th- I think I think this team's willing to accept that, and it's okay to do that. I think we were talking about it yesterday. I believe Tennessee is the only major conference team that has not lost a conference game at this point, and they haven't played ten yeah. conference games like MSU. So. Well,
0: Washington, Washington as well, but the Pac-12. well,
1: garbage, Pac-12. So. should t- I'll freaking take the MAC over the Pac-12. Right. <laughs> oh, it's
0: hot garbage.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. It's one of those things where you're going to lose games in this conference, and I think I I was watching a video earlier today, and it was something like Purdue has lost like f- four or five home games in the last like 65 games they played at Mackey. I mean, that's yep. It's not like MSU is the only team losing at this stadium. Anymore. I
0: I honestly can't remember the last time MSU won there.
1: I can't either. It's been a long time. It's been quite a while, and I mean, it's similar to. Teams when they go into Breslin, we have a very similar record to Purdue in the last like sixty five games. We've lost like four or five. Yeah, times. it was
0: close. Yep.
1: It's it's a tough environment to play in, and then you just have really good basketball teams. So,
0: and, and like I mentioned, everybody's fans get up whenever MSU basketball goes down. Oh, especially yeah. Purdue, they hate MSU basketball. So I got I wasn't that surprised that it was that loud. And
1: um, I wasn't either. It was very loud. I, Like I said to you, I, I I don't know how the... I mean, that's louder than Breslin most games, but Breslin most games isn't going to have a matchup like that. If you had, like, Michigan in Breslin, you're going to see it as loud as that stadium or something. Right. It, it really depends on the opponent. So, I don't... I would say definitely Mackey's a top four Big Ten stadium. I, I already knew that before I went there, but to fully judge what it would be compared to Breslin I'd have to hear them what what they sound like when they're playing like Illinois or something like that.
0: All right. Yeah, I I think that the, the way the stadium's structured as well also helps the noise cuz it's it's a it's just one bowl. There's not yeah. an upper deck. Yep. So that Breslin obviously has an upper bowl, so it's I that doesn't really help the sound, but uh yeah. So I mean, I, <coughs> like we got said, 2 and 1 like before this week started, I said, Hey, I'm expecting like a two and one week. I think the, I thought they'd lose the Purdue game. I thought they'd beat Iowa and Maryland.
1: I, yeah, I thought they'd lose Iowa, but I, now rethinking it, I think that the fact that the Purdue game was at the end of the week was what made it the most challenging part. You're at the end of a long week of travel and games and it, all those things. So it's not surprising the result. I mean, if we would have went one and two or we would have went two and one and had a lackluster performance where we got lucky, but that wasn't the case. We dominated in our two wins, and then we had a we had a bad game for most of the Purdue game, but we showed – Bad half. Bad, bad half. half. Well, bad like – I think it was a bad like 27 minutes because it was – Yeah, about, that's fair. It was about until like 13 minutes left in the second half where, I mean, ever. Everybody but me and our group was saying this game's for sure over, so. And even I was yeah. questioning it, so.
0: I thought it was over. I I was, once once, once they got, at, at halftime, I was like, hey, if they cut it down to 10, they've got a shot. But uh, once they got done, once they went on that mini run before halftime, I was like, yeah, there's no way this <laughs> this, this game's over. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Iowa, Iowa was a good win. Uh, I vastly enjoy beating Iowa. I cannot stand their fans. I cannot stand Fran McCaffrey. <laughs> I I can go on. it. I, just, I've never seen a fan base who complains about the refs. Um, Purdue fans are pretty bad. They were but, bad uh, in that game. <laughs> they they were they booed everything. It was it was awful. But I think Iowa fans are on another level. That. They were complaining about the officials and even their players were in their, their coach pretty much implied that the officials were bad. He didn't directly say it in his press conference, but he implied it. Uh, but uh, they were, com- they, they were chucking up jump shots the entire second half. And their fans and players have the balls to complain about the officiating after the game. What? <laughs> really? You, you you were shooting up jump shots and you blew a Eight point lead, and you lost by 15. I don't want to hear about the refs. You let a team
1: go on a 24 beyond the refs. And I was saying that to you yesterday about the Purdue game. There was a few bad calls in that game, and I think we saw that the Carson Edwards three three foul that was a
0: questionable call, very questionable. questionable.
1: But if you go into a road environment and expect that you're going to get all the calls, you are just delusional.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen.
1: they were in a home environment for Iowa, but it was not like you cannot explain a loss by 15 points with just officiating. It just, it doesn't work that way. You have to look at so many other things and uh, they were awful. They got dominated on the boards. They really like shot selection
0: was their shot selection was
1: absolutely atrocious
0: in the second half.
1: Garza was like the (laughs) only guy who showed up in that game. And so, you can you're not going to win very many games like that. Just like M- MSU, I think the two things that really decided uh the game against Purdue was the rebounding and and the shot differential because of the rebounding. Iowa got a ton or I mean Purdue got a ton of offensive boards and thus got a lot more shots and then they also hit the three point shots better than MSU did, but
0: they were hitting everything in the first half.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't think Klein was ever going to miss a shot in that game.
0: Right? Well, yeah, they 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 they, they shot. They, I mean, actually, they didn't shoot that great in the first half, but it sure felt like everything was going in. I think I think that at the end of the first half, like their their field goal percentage was like forty, and ours was twenty nine or something. Oh, so than
1: either. Was, ours was like twenty two. I think it went up to twenty nine really quickly in the second half because when you're that bad. It just goes up really easily.
0: Yeah, it was just god awful. MSU shot forty percent at the end of the game. They actually shot better than Purdue, which is surprising.
1: But when you get when you Purdue also hit offensive boards, and then they hit that many three because most of Purdue's shots that they made were threes. Yeah, they 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 had
0: half of their half of their field goals were three
1: pointers, which is nuts. And you're not going to win very many games like that.
0: They had five guys in double figures, too. So then MSU had only two.
1: Yep, you're not going to win very many games like that. And we said going into that game, especially with Arns out, that Gabe Browner and or Aaron Henry was going to need to step up. Both of them had their worst game. So if you would have told me that, then I probably would have been, okay, we're probably going to lose this game. But if you would have told me Nick Ward and Kenny Goins hold, both hit three-point shots, then I would have been like, okay. Kenny
0: Goins hit two, I think. It, yeah, he had two threes. Yeah.
1: So, it was it was just, I think we were just due for a loss. I mean, you're going to have them. I think we'd all agree we'd rather have this than when we go into Ann Arbor. We'd rather win the one in Ann Arbor. So, if we had to pick between now, we could easily lose Nan Arbor as well. But I, I also think that we'll be more focused for that game than this, than we were for this one. One, we don't play three games that week, I don't think. And then on top of it, it's just I'm sure that team is tired of hearing about the, those guys. They they
0: do play, they, they play a game on the Sunday before the Michigan game. Oh, the, you're talking about the road game. So, yeah, one second. Yeah. Uh, no, never mind, that's that is, that is the, that's the same week. They play Ohio State on Sunday at home, Rutgers on Wednesday at home, and then they go to Michigan on Sunday. So there's three games in seven days, not three and six. Three and
1: eight, three and eight.
0: Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry three and eight.
1: Uh, So that's a little better, but it's not yeah. three ranked teams either, so.
0: Right, yeah. Both those, Ohio State and Rutgers games, since and they're at home, so I'm not expecting them to be that close.
1: So you don't even have to leave the state in that week. Right. that's, just, that's it's an, not a lot of travel. It's literally you. a
0: bus ride.
1: Yep. They had to go they had to go from in East Lansing on MLK Day against Maryland. Then they had to fly out to Iowa City for the Thursday night game. Then they fly back to East Lansing and then they fly to West Lafayette. So they had a lot of traveling. And then on top of it, I mean, I think the, the, the Lankford injury just kind of caught up to them. And Purdue's playing good basketball, too. You got to give props to the Boilermakers.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've won since they lost MSU, they've won, they've won five in a row. Yep. Uh, cool. Yeah, they're playing well. Uh, they, they're Their schedule, MSU and Michigan can slip up a couple times. Right? Purdue's schedule isn't that difficult, so.
1: It's not too tough. I think their only really ranked game is at Maryland, I think. At
0: Maryland. They, they go to Nebraska and go to Minnesota, I believe.
1: I think they'll slip up against one of those teams. I just think it's bound to happen. Maybe even a team they're not supposed to slip up to against on the road. It's just, that's how this conference has been going. I mean, even look at, at Maryland losing oh, they, to Illinois. They still have to.
0: Yeah, they still have to go to Indiana too. Uh, I know Indiana's not playing well, but it's still a rivalry rivalry
1: game. And then Indiana, they they're going to have to win a game at some point. You think?
0: I mean, if they don't win beat beat Rutgers this week, I don't know when the hell they're going to win. Good (laughs) lord, holy cow! (laughs) They're definitely not winning on on Saturday. No, I would
1: I would put down money. Good money that they don't win Saturday, and I, I would put
0: down that. good money that MSU wins that game by double digits. I mean, yeah. It's ugly the entire time. I would be, but I, I I think that that leads us into talking about that. So yeah. Indiana, as we said, has lost I think five straight games now. They and most of them have been blowouts. They have not been closed games. Uh, they, yeah, they got blown out at home by Nebraska. Blown out at Purdue. Lost by seven at Northwestern. And got blown out at home by Michigan on Friday. They play Rutgers on Wednesday. On the road. That's honestly not really a gimme game. Nope. Nebraska and
1: Ohio State will tell you that.
0: So, uh, they come to Breslin on Saturday. College game day is coming.
1: I don't know why.
0: I don't know why. But they (laughs) decided to come for this game. Against a bad Indiana team. Uh, But... Yeah, I'm you I think I think the line's easily going to be 10-plus points. I would be pretty surprised if it's less than that because yeah, Indiana is in garbage. The right one. Yeah. And I, the, I think the line for the Maryland game was 10. So, uh, no,
1: I think it was only like six. No, it was nine.
0: It was at least nine points. I'm, I'm I thought it was six. Up. I might be wrong. No. But. Uh, but yeah, so they get Indiana home. Indiana's been struggling. Their best player is Romeo Langford, who's a freshman. He's he's stru he's actually struggled lately in the last couple Shoot, of games I would say J- play.
1: I think Joan J- Morgan's their best J- Morgan might be their best player, yeah. But Romeo Langford's the household name and the one that gets all the hype though for sure. Uh
0: so <laughs> I think they've had a few injuries. Uh I'm not sure who has been hurt. Yeah, the line was eight and a half for that Maryland game, by the way. I nice checked. Um uh so Indiana brings in they their the, Langford's their top scorer and Morgan uh leads them in rebounds. Uh let me bring up the stats for Marrow. I haven't watched a ton of I have I'm gonna be honest, I haven't watched a ton of basketball other than MSU games this year. I worked second shift, so that generally help my cause. But I, I
1: know I know a good amount of about uh yeah, they don't really – Morgan and Lankford is who they rely on very, very much. Uh, they got the other – the brother of the McRoberts who starts for them. Uh, but Morgan and Lankford are are their bulk of their uh, production. And I know that uh, in the two games against Michigan, Lankford was in foul trouble for both of them. Morgan was in foul trouble in the first one, and that really was – that was the death sentence for them. Although against Michigan, the second time around, I, I don't think it would have mattered if Lankford was in there or not, because they would started down seventeen nothing.
0: Yeah, they, I, they, Indiana's got a pretty young team. I think. Uh, I, I, I know they've had a decent amount of attrition because they had a coaching change. Um, but I mean, I, I would assume they don't have a lot of assists. Baskets aren't assists. They're, they're top. Assist guy is, has three a game. Uh, they also
1: they also have struggled mightily in transition of late. Uh, they had they were posting stats in their game against Northwestern. They they had gone their last four games where the highest number of points in transition they had in one of those in one single game was six points and that's not good. No, that's awful. And oh if my gosh. you're playing a team like MSU who likes to go up tempo. You're going to need to get some of those baskets, and that's just not something Indiana does well, which is another reason why you can say to yourself, okay, I don't think Indiana has a realistic chance unless MSU really beats themselves. Yeah, that would be, that would take a lot. It would have
0: to be a lot because Indiana is just not playing well, and MSU is going to be, I think they're going to come out pretty angry. It's because they lost on Sunday, and they, they have a week off. They have fresh legs, and I, 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 just, I just think Indiana is coming to resident at the wrong time. I, I just don't see this being
1: close at all. Yeah, they're coming at a bad time, and it's a key It's still a key game for MSU because we've seen a lot of this in the Big Ten this year where teams let one loss turn into two losses or more, and I don't think MSU is going to do that a lot like Michigan didn't allow that to happen after their loss. I think they're going to respond, but you don't want to come out flat and you don't want to come out thinking you have it in the bag because, I mean, Michigan almost had a wake up call against Minnesota at home. You, you got to go out there and you have to perform. So I think MSU should really pull away in the first half and, and just step on the throat early in the that second half and, and, and say, you got no chance to win this game. losers.
0: Yeah. Indiana Indiana's just, not playing well it's at all. So I, I I just don't see this game being close. It's the only game this week. Um, and then I play at Illinois on Tuesday, then Minnesota at home on Saturday. So they've got, like, what, three games in, like, two weeks? Which is not
1: as bad as three games in seven days.
0: Right, exactly. So that, So they get some time to rest. Which they need. I family. think Kyle
1: Lawrence will be back on on Saturday. I don't know what the heck's going on with Lankford. I don't nobody like, does apparently. Yeah, nobody knows. I don't even know if Tom Izzo really knows, but it it just is. Uh, it's kind of a wait and see game with that, and you really you'd like to have him back, but it's I don't know if it's a guarantee whether he's going to come back or not either. So.
0: Yeah, this is just odd. I, mean, I I can't remember an injury like this where you're just like, when the hell was this guy going to come back? So, yeah. They made it sound like he was going to be back like, when Big Ten plays started. The last time
1: I remember something as odd as this is when, like, freaking Raymar Morgan had mono. That's right. Was... He was
0: out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. So, that's something to keep an eye out on. Izzo I, 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 I said Orange probably going to play on Saturday. sounded like he could have played on yeah. Sunday.
1: I, honest I said this to you before. I I think – I won't say – I think Izzo was fu- – I, I don't think he was that upset that we lost in terms of what it could mean for us going forward because Izzo's been saying over and over again he doesn't think this team is near its potential. I don't know if he's – I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if he's but... over-exaggerating it or not. But I think he, he – Tom Izzo likes to get the most out of his teams. And I I think there's a lot of coaching points from the Purdue game that he can use. And when you're winning a lot of games, let's face it, you win 13 in a row, like MSU did. There's not really a lot of things you can point at and say, you need to get better here because everything's going right. But when you get a game like Purdue, all of a sudden you can say, okay, let's, let's learn from this. These are the things we need to get better at. And, Let's make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because looking at looking at the schedule, I honestly don't the the two games that really MSU I think could lose and it be justifiable are the games at Wisconsin and at Michigan. I think every other game should be a win.
0: Should be yeah for sure. I agree with that. They play at Illinois, which Illinois. I mean, they just beat Maryland. But Illinois is not a good team.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they destroyed they, Minnesota at that place too. You just can't go into that game. They've out. only got yeah, they then they go to Indiana. They've
0: only got like what three or they got four road games left. That's it, and every other game's at home.
1: Yeah. Four so, four road uh, games and then four of the last six are at home. So I mean that's another thing about MSU being nine and one in conference play. They played they played more road games than home games. And I just
0: don't see them
1: losing a home game either that I means. would be shocked I do not I think the most likely team to pull off that Upset Because it would be an upset in Breslin Would be Michigan And I don't think they're going to do it I don't The
0: metrics the metrics think, think that there's next to no shot Of that happening too I'm, I'm I think MSU would
1: now. have to beat themselves to, to...
0: It's a, they, they gave Michigan A 16.7% chance To win at Breslin Wow MSU is actually favored to beat them at Michigan. I think MSU is favored to win the rest of their games. Uh, the, the toughest ones left are the ones at Wisconsin and at Michigan. So, and I, by and
1: contrast, if you're looking at a team, you're looking at what, how our opponent's scheduled. So Michigan has to go on the road six times in the next 10 games.
0: They have to go to Maryland, too. They go to Maryland. They have to
1: come to Breslin. They have to go into the barn against a team that almost beat them in in their stadium. They have to go into Iowa City. I think Rutgers, they should win at Rutgers, and they should win at Penn State.
0: Penn uh, Penn State's really bad. I, I mean...
1: So I'd like th- to see th- Penn State th- win that game like they did. And I think that was 2013, but I don't think it's going to happen. No chance. It would be very Penn similar State to their upset in 2013.
0: <laughs> yeah. Penn State's really. Yeah, that's right. Because they didn't have a single conference win until that game.
1: I it think would they vary, they be it. very similar. But I hope.
0: They still. They, yeah, that's right. Penn
1: State still doesn't won a conference. Nope, team they too. haven't won one. So it, I don't think I, I would put. I would be willing to bet they probably don't. There's no way <laughs> lose that game, Michigan. But I mean, they end the year with at Maryland and at MSU. That's really tough. That's
0: yeah. Tough. It's yeah. Their their schedule's is definitely backloaded for yeah. sure. I mean, well,
1: and I mean, I think they still have a more favorable schedule than MSU does. But it's you got to play some tough road games along somewhere along the way when you, when you're in the top conference is tough. So. I think really any of those four road games at at Iowa, at Minnesota, at Maryland, at MSU, they could potentially lose any of those games.
0: Yeah, yeah. They have have a stretch of Maryland Maryland at home, Minnesota on the road, Michigan, MSU at home. They have Nebraska at home. Jeez, that 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 entire last third entire six games last six games are nuts. Holy cow! Be grateful I we know. don't
1: have that in our last six. games. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that,
1: I know that some of those are at home, but geez, holy crap, that's crazy. They don't really. Yeah. The thing about that though, too, is Michigan doesn't have the home court advantage. MSU, where Purdue, they don't. Purdue does. Really, you can quiet that crowd pretty easily, and. Take them out of it. Yeah, you still have the familiarity factor of being at home, but it's not quite the same home court advantage. So there's a lot that can happen. I think, and then I think I would say Purdue probably has the most favorable of the conference contenders at the top because yeah,
0: their their only ranked game left is at Maryland, I think.
1: Because honestly, I think you're down to you're down to. Really, a four, maybe five team race that has a real has a realistic mathematical chance to win the conference.
0: I think realistically, the only teams left, really though, are Purdue, MSU, and Michigan. Even putting Ber- Purdue in there might be a stretch.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But I I think you could add Maryland and Wisconsin as at least people that are in the party and have a, they'll have a say in the conference right? whether they win it or not. They'll have a say in who wins, right? Yeah. So but other than that I mean you're kind of you're kind of looking at yeah MSU Michigan but it's big it's big to not allow one loss to turn into multiple losses as we have been talking about it can really mess with the team and that's what's this is a really big game for MSU and I think it's good that they're playing a struggling Indiana team because at home, because it's a game they should win and it's a game that can allow them to gain a lot of confidence. So
0: I mean, the next three games in reality uh, should be, should definitely, it should definitely win the next three. Cause
1: this isn't like I, last year where MSU was legitimately playing down to their competition. It, yeah. The, this year, they've been pretty much... They've been
0: blowing up. people out. Yes. Yeah,
1: They've been owning teams, and, I mean, they've had a couple close games along the way. W- one of the close ones was Nebraska, which wasn't really even that close at the end. They just made it close with stupid stuff decisions. Yeah, they was it was going
0: to be a double-digit win if they don't have all those blunders at the end of the game. In that Nebraska game. I mean, yeah, so I think they've won every single conference game other than... Uh, Nebraska by double digits, or at least came close. So I'm not sure. I'm gonna check. Uh, they played Rutgers. When did they play Rutgers? Yeah, they beat them by 11. They beat Iowa by 22 the first time. Northwestern by third by 26. Purdue was by
1: like eight no. They only five. beat they
0: beat only beat Ohio State by nine. Sorry. And they beat Nebraska by six. So, yes, yeah, so seven of the ten games they've they played in conference play, they've won by double digits. Yep. Which is pretty impressive.
1: It's and, very good.
0: Uh, but, yeah, so I think that pretty much covers everything. Like we said, there's not, not much to talk about with football. It's slow to- slow season. I mean, the only thing that really happened was Elante Brown wound up his scholarship offer got pulled – I don't really yeah. think we need to talk about that. That's not.
1: No, I don't. It's. I don't think he's that significant of a recruit anyway. <clears throat> he's. He's notable, but it's not like losing one of our top top guys.
0: I, I mean, I, I'm disappointed they lost him because like he's again, speed. it's another speed, speed guy. They kind of they kind of need that speed, but. It is what. That I'm not as upset about that as I was about losing Aaron Young, so. Uh, but Yeah, so pretty much covers we'll, everything.
1: It, we'll get we'll get some questions on the group, and if you have anything you want us to talk about, you can send Ryan a tweet or me Facebook Messenger or whatever, and then we'll we'll have another show probably next Monday. Yep, and we'll discuss some. we'll discuss uh, what happens on Saturday and then moving forward.
0: Sounds good. All right. For uh, Mike Snurder, this is Ryan McCumber signing off. Go green.
1: Go white.